from Epic Deer Studios. This is The Ice Queens. skating fans to another episode of the ice queens we are actually genuinely excited to bring you our coverage of the united states figure skating championships tori i know you're just thrilled over there oh my god i am on fire tonight i went to yoga class because i was going to get centered you know to deal with what happened this weekend (laughs) but um like some skaters we're going to be talking about it was really rough on me tonight and i was a total spaz and then we ended up doing back bends. And if you do yoga, you know, those are opening poses and it brings up a lot of emotion. So I might be all over the place. Just a disclaimer to start off the program. <laughs> I'm sure our fans are used to <laughs> wide swinging emotions when it comes yeah. to the queens. Yeah. And- so it, it might be, you know, a little worse than normal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have to say that, you know, I, figure skating over the weekend brought very high drama, which is one of the things we both love and hate about figure skating. Mm-hmm. And some of the drama was like manufactured. Well, of course. I mean, what would <laughs> figure skating be without manufactured drama, judging, and whatever else you can come up with? Oh, it was so, so good. Yeah. So we're going to start with the, um, well, let's give our fans a little bit of background about the National Figure Skating Championships. This was the 100th year of the Figure Skating Championships. Amazing. I think, I think 100 years ago, they were probably doing it on, in somebody's backyard pond or something, but whatever. Well, they did skate outside, and I believe they only did the figures at that time. Yes, that's true. And of course, Dick Button was probably there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so there was, it was held in Boston. Um, Majority of competition was uh, January 12th, whatever, you know. 11th, 12th. Yeah, something like that. You know, getting ready for the Olympics. This is, in theory, the Olympic qualifying event, but we will talk about some, of course, exceptions to that rule in the figure skating world a little bit later when we talk about the ladies' competition. Right. But um, we will start with the pairs competition. Tori, I... This shouldn't take long. Yeah, I know this is your favorite event in United States figure skating right now. Well, you knew um, right off the bat, right at the top of the program, when they brought up the cold truth for the for the pair skating. I believe. Um, let's give our sponsor the credit. The Alka Seltzer cold truth is that what you're talking about? Right. Yeah. They should, you know, get their money's worth. Yeah. So, um, you know, we've seen this all year, and usually, when they bring up the cold truth, there's four, five, six items on there. Not this time. There were only two. And um, one of them was side-by-side jumps and trust. What? (laughs) (laughs) So basically, um, the pairs needed to do stand up on their side-by-side jumps and trust each other. Well, and the whole point that they were making, I think Sandra Bezik made this point, was that the United States pairs skaters can't skate stay together long enough to actually learn how to skate in unison mm-hmm. and it showed yeah you're not gonna it's gonna take years to be able to do that and you're not gonna be able to do it in two months like the way that our pair skaters stay, stay together right and so the people that ended up winning castelli and schnapp they've been together six or seven years by u.s standard that's a long time um you know they won here they did a bond medley they I, I will say I did like that they went for the throw triple or quadruple sow cow. Yeah, good, that's true. You know, good for them. Nobody else is doing that. I don't think anyone's doing a, a quad right now. Maybe the Russians are. But, um, yeah, they splatted on it and they didn't make it. But let's face it, 
they need to do that at the Olympics. And if they land that at the Olympics, that is their gold medal right there because that's it's never going to get better. Yeah, I mean, so that I mean, they go into the Olympic Games, no pressure, just skate their best. You know, nobody's expecting anything from the United States pairs. Um, They got to, and and they're challenging themselves. That's a good point. Yes, and you know, so they had a solid skate, especially by U.S. uh, pair standards. Um, But they were a really good example of the point inflation that happens at nationals. Oh, it was just atrocious this year. Yeah. I could not believe it. So their previous season best score for the long program was 117. And here at the national championships, they got 132. That's actually a score that a good pairs team would get in international competition. <laughs> yes. And so I don't know if the United States judging are trying to send a message that, oh, we can compete at the international level with our pairs teams. No. It's like that's just blatant inflation. I mean, these scores are starting to mean nothing. Right. So they're the two-time national champion. They had a, a decent showing. They get to go to the Olympics because I, I – no, there's 21 pages of rules on how to uh, make the Olympic team, but I believe that if you are the national champion, you're a lock, and then the other placements, they could send anybody, um, which this kind of brought around possibly the first controversy because Scott and Sandra were talking, you know, preparing the audience that although Zhang and Bartholomew got second place and had the best performance of the night and the cleanest and they'll probably never skate this well again in their lifetime. They might not go to the Olympics because Denny and Coughlin, who have won national championships and have marginal international success, well, although they didn't say the marginal part, but we can read between the lines here, and we know that, you know, I think they got a third place at one of those Grand Prix events. Um, They possibly could be the ones that are going to the Olympics. And the whole time I'm like, why are you guys wasting this airtime? Let's face it. If the top five pairs in the world didn't show up to the Olympics, the U.S. still is not meddling. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They can only send two people because they didn't. They stunk it up at at Worlds and they didn't get placements for three. And well, they didn't stink it up. They just I mean, they're not good. They're not good enough to get three placements. No. So, I mean, Denny and Coughlin won the free free skate, but. I got to tell you, I, I cannot stand this pair anymore. I, they were driving me crazy. I mean, they, she, what is, remember when I had butter hair back in the nineties, nothing trumps that hair. (laughs) Oh my God. And like Coughlin is like super douching it out backstage with the backwards hat and the whole deal. I'm just like, what is going on with you guys? I just couldn't stand them, but they did win the free skate. So, I mean, I guess that's good, but they placed third. So, you know, um, I, I don't love, well, I don't love any of the pair skaters here. Um, still, she has terrible air positions, and I can't get past that. At one point, I swear, it was like he was carrying a sack over his head. <laughs> I think that the position was she was actually in a ball, and he had her above his head. Well, he's just loading <laughs> stuff into the dock. You know how it is. <laughs> so, you know, they had a good skate, but... Let's face it, they're just okay, as with all the pairs. So nobody cares who's going to the Olympics here. But, I mean, the pairs obviously care because they're going to get to go to the Olympics and they're going to get a nice two-week vacation in Russia. But, like I said, we're not meddling at the Olympics 
even if the top five pairs didn't show up. Right. And I actually really did like Felicia Zhang and Nathan Bartholomew, who got the second place, who are going to the Olympics. Even though he wore he wore an undershirt to the press conference um, where they announced his Olympic placement, that was not good. Um, that was actually he. It's like you know, I was telling the producer, I'm like. Well, you know, if you're a guy in figure skating and you're a little bit meaty, you, you know, beefy, you're going to wear an uh, undershirt all the time just to, like, emphasize that. <laughs> but um, they were a good pair. I liked their – they had good emotion. They seemed to really connect with the – you know, have good programs, connect with the music. And they'll. I think they'll make a decent showing. But like I said, it's no pressure. Right. You know, they had a super clean skate, no mistakes. Uh, you know, their throws and their twists, not a lot of height on them, but they're not falling all over the place. I think that they've only been together less than two years. I um, can't remember what their ages are, but, you know, let's send them. This might be somebody that we can develop along if they'll stay together and are young enough that they're going to have a few more seasons together. So let's get some development in there because, <laughs> you know, these... Coughlin and Denny, she's young, but I want to say he's like 28. I think she's only 20. Yeah, that's so right. I, you know, will they stay together another four seasons? And do we care? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that, that's really Question the number two is the, is the one in my mind. Um, <laughs> does, does anybody really care? Exactly. No. <laughs> well, and so we should mention Rockney Brubaker, who, you know, he, we can't forget him because he's such a strong pair skater, but he finished ninth, unfortunately. I don't know if he's going to be able to, con- you know, to continue to place at all, but. Right. He can't find a partner. Well, was it, I think it was the pair that actually ended up getting fourth place, that Lang and LaDuke. I'm like, how come they don't pair that girl with Rockney? Oh, that well, they got, ended up getting seventh, but they finished third in the, in the short program. So, yeah, I know. Because she had nice air positions. She was small. She was the star of that team. It's like, let's put her over there with Rockney. Well, and you can't keep playing the game of musical figure skating partners either and expect to win. So I don't know. At some point, it's gonna, he's going to have to give it up. It's too bad that he can't get higher placements with a good partner. But, oh, well. Oh, and I wanted to mention Tom showed up for the ladies and the men. So it was Sandra and Scott and and Tom, and it was like, what was Tom wearing? Was he wearing a zoot suit? Because that jacket practically came down to his knees. Yeah, I'd much rather watch Johnny with his, you know, teddy bear tie than sit there and listen, you know, listen to Tom Hammond and all this other craziness. And have some (laughs) (laughs) Elka-Seltzer. Yeah, that's the cold truth right there. The cold truth. (laughs) A-boom. Cold truth realness. <laughs> All right. So speaking of, let's move on to the men's competition. We're going to end on a high note. The men's competition brought me, I don't know about you, Tori, but it brought me great joy in the form of Jason Brown. It was a feel-good moment. Oh, it was beautiful. That was Ice Queen's magic acting in its fullest capacity because, you know, of course, I got my picture taken with Jason at the um, national... Yeah, what was it? 20... Oh, my gosh. Seems like... 12, 12. Yeah, it was two years ago. Yeah, the 2012 um, nationals in San Jose, Jason and I got our pictures taken together because, you know, we're fellow Chicagoans and, um, well, so is Gracie Gold, but I didn't get my picture taken with her. Well, she wasn't there, was she? Uh, or she might have been for the juniors. But yes, um, you know, we are a fan of Jason's. We met him then. He is super nice. And um, 
so pleased for him. Definitely for me, Jason's was the performance of the night or day, because I think it did happen during the day. <laughs> on yes, Sunday. Let's, on Sunday. let's be technical. Yes. Um, definitely the performance of the men's competition. Yeah, he um, skated two clean programs, finished third after the short program with his Prince number, which is a good number. Um, his river dance number is his free skate. He just, you know, skated the lights out. They were on their feet before his program even ended. Loved it. Um, totally, he was energetic, uh, clean skate. He does not have a quad, but he did do, you know, two triple axles. He two-footed one of them, but um, it was just... It was great. He totally sold the program. He connects with the crowd. I couldn't be happier for him. I will say that he doesn't quite listen to the Ice Queens because I still hate his outfit. Yeah, there's a little too much bling going on there. Right. You know, it's the river dance, but to me, it looks like an Irish Western outfit. (laughs) So I'm not quite getting it. But anyway, you know, despite his ugly Western whatever it was outfit he did skate the lights out and um yay and he made the olympics so that there's a surprise right there a nice surprise he actually made the olympics we're only sending two and the skating federation decided to go with him and um i would rather see him skate at the olympics than max aaron me too i mean max aaron is whatever he's elvis stoico 2.0 he's exactly. fine exactly i thought i was having a flashback and i'm like going to what 1998 and I didn't like it. No, I didn't like it either. No. And um, yeah, Jason Brown is, you know, it, you can just see that he's got great potential. He's 19. Mm-hmm. He'll have another Olympics. He just needs to work on his speed. He needs to get a quad to go mm-hmm. solid. And then, um, you know, he'll be amazing. He like I could see like Scott really, really liked him. And I could see like he's like the reincarnation of Scott in terms of connecting with the audience, being a performer, but also being really technically strong. And it is the 30 year anniversary of Scott's gold medal um, from 1984. So um, Jason Brown's sort of the new Scott Hamilton, America's favorite, you know, just really a little more artistic. But (laughs) yes. And he has a lot more hair than Scott does at this point. But definitely you know for crowd appeal and likability he definitely is and um it was a nice surprise he I don't think that he probably expected to be going to this Olympics he is young and I figured he's 2018 but he surprised everybody and he's going in Olympics early you know, yeah, he just went out there and skated his best. He obviously loves to perform. He's just a sweet person and a kind person, likes the music, has fun with his performances. He just seems to have the the mental presence that you really should have going into these competitions. And granted, he didn't have any pressure, but um, it's just going to be fun to watch. And it's a nice bright spot in figure skating to have Jason Brown. Right. And he, there's no pressure on him for the Olympics because he's not, you know, he wasn't expected to be there and he's not expected to medal. So... Go enjoy it and skate. You know, there's no pressure. Yeah, I'm very, very happy for him. I am too. And so, yeah, that was very nice. And then, you know, Jeremy ended up winning here. Also happy for him to be ending his career on a high note. He is going to the Olympics, but he won another national championship. Wasn't the best skate, um, but it was cleaner than we have seen it. 
and he fought through it. Definitely, it seemed like he was having trouble with his landings. There were a number of shaky landings on his jumps, but he hit a hit his quad, and he actually hit it in the short program too. So he's trying to be competitive at this Olympics by putting those quads in there. Yeah, I was, you know, I've always been pulling for him, and his short program was amazing. It was just like when you and I saw him in Spokane in 2010, just super solid, confident, wonderfully artistic, um, you know, just had everything. Everything that he can be when he skates well, and he had the highest um, short program score for, at nationals, so that was great. You know, the long program few mistakes, but he didn't give up. He didn't go mental on us. He fought through it and held it together. And um, it was still, you know, it's a high quality program and he delivered and it was nice. You could see that he was soaking in his last experience at the nationals. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm very happy for him too. He deserves it. He, he brings something to the men's competition that not everybody can bring. And I appreciate that. He's sort of like, you know, I've really been missing all that artistry since, you know, Paul Wiley, we've had, you know, Matt Savoy was an artist. We, Mm -hmm. everybody thought that Adam Rippon would be like that, but he just, he really struggled in this competition, finished eighth, not good. He did not skate well at all. He popped so many jumps in that long program. I don't know what happened there, but um, yeah, it was not good. And then, you know, we got Max Aaron. There's no artistry there whatsoever. He ended up third and um, yes, he can sure do the jumps. He does two quads at the beginning and then he backloads that program and has these two triple axles at the end. So that is impressive. But um, clean skate, but he does not hold my attention and actually... This is where Al fell asleep during the competition. <laughs> during when he Max was, Aaron's performance? He did. <laughs> oh, that's he, saying he something. He woke up when it was over, and I told him, I go, you just fell asleep. That's going into the podcast. And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you told him he didn't miss anything. No, he did not miss anything. But um, he is Elvis Stoico, and um, that's not a compliment. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't enjoy it. I mean, they're talking about what a fierce competitor he is. Who cares? I want to be able to watch his program and actually have a good time. But Right. You know, he wore all black, and basically he's out there to do jumps. Uh, he's a hockey player doing figure skating. Wearing gloves, too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice uh, touch. Rule number one. <laughs> and no gloves ever. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> And then in fourth place was Joshua Ferris. I actually really like him. I'm be eager to Me see too. how he um, develops as a figure skater because he skated to Schindler's List in the free skate. Was that that was him, right? Yes, was it was. Him? Okay, um, and he did fall on the quad, but I really liked the program too. I did not like his outfit. He was wearing an ugly tunic, but yeah. he's got great artistry. Um, the choreography was great. The program draws you in. Um, Definitely the future with him and Jason Brown. I think the next few seasons, the U.S. men, we could be getting our third spot back by the next Olympics. I hope so. Yeah, I would hope so. Within the next two years, they should do it. Um, But I really like Joshua Ferris, too, and I think he has a bright future. And um, our good friend Dick Dornbush uh, was fierce in the short program, crushed it, finished second behind Jeremy, and yeah. then just melted down in the free skate, finished eighth, and then fifth overall. That was too bad. I mean, he was popping jumps all over the place, just struggled. Um, it's too bad because he seems like a likable guy. It's a nice program. He's got good music, costuming. He's a clean, classic skater. Uh, but really rough skate. So I don't know. 
if he'll be back. I'm not sure how old he is, if he's going to stay around for another cycle. But that's too bad because he was in second, and then he dropped the ball and will not be going to the Olympics. And I think he had two really, really good programs. I like the <laughs> Beatles music, and then in the short program, he had terrific. I mean, really good presentation, but... Yep. It was rough. Um, yeah, so I was bummed. I mean, I'm glad that Jason made it, but it was it was a little hard to watch. Um, I like to call him Dick Dornbush. <laughs> to see him struggle like that in the short program, because I do think that uh, it's a nice program and it would have been nice for the audience and for the viewing television people to see it skated cleanly yeah that was a disappointment yeah um douglas rosano was in sixth place i liked him um ross minor finished seventh we've heard of him before he didn't really put it pull it together for this competition mm-hmm. and then you know the usual suspects go down the list brandon morose you know okay fine please why are you skating buddy i know and then speaking <laughs> of um keegan quote hot <laughs> keegan quote no. hot messing you um, mean the hulk <laughs> He was, that guy is like, has no rules when he goes out there. He's just <laughs> jumping around and flailing around. It's That's actually entertaining. That's how they entertaining. do it in Alaska. Oh my God. It's, yeah, it's like he's not, he doesn't have a coach or anything. I mean, he has a coach, but it's like no one's actually training him on how to skate. Isn't Rory Burkhart's his coach or uh, something? Dude, I don't know, but the guy's <laughs> just crazy out there. He just jumps all over the place. He doesn't seem to be following any sort of program. God, too bad oh Alaska's not another country so he can make it to the Olympics. Oh, my God. He needs to get on an ice floe and skate over to Russia. <laughs> it's like, dude. Here I am. Oh, my God. He's so hilarious. I don't even know what he's doing. So he finished 12th out of 19th, but, you know. And there's some other up-and-comers in there. And, um, you know, overall, just a really nice – men's competition, some really beautiful moments. And as Scott likes to say, some very special moments, Jason Brown, very special. Yes. And it was controversy free. So we like, that's the way to end it. Um, we had some good skates and the two guys that are being sent to the Olympics, you know, I don't have any problem with it. Me either. So Jeremy and Jason Brown going to the Olympics and, uh, you know, that pretty much wraps it up for our Nationals coverage. It was quite quite a weekend. We're still a little strung out, but um, and we're not <laughs> sure. We're what? not sure if this podcast will have to be re-recorded. Yeah, this, every, speaking of hot messing, um, <laughs> it, it might have some problems. But, you know, I know our fans will stick with us. And um, speaking of that, you can rate us on iTunes. You can tweet about us. You can follow us on theicequeens.com. Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and, uh, you know, email at theicequeens at epicdeer.com. That's E-P-I-C-D-E-E-R.com. Or, you know, I know you guys let Christmas go by without purchasing any ice cream crap for your friends and family. I know I didn't get a thong for Christmas. (laughs) Well, we'll talk about that later. Um, But you can purchase our crap on cappypress.com slash the ice queens. All right, Tori. Well, you know, I hope there's a blazer game on or something good to watch um, other than figure skating. Um, But yeah, maybe it'll be one on during the Europeans, which are, are coming up this weekend. Oh, and don't forget the skating spectacular, which is um, being broadcast this weekend. Uh, puke. That nobody won. We couldn't even give our tickets away to that last time we went to nationals. I know. 
So, um, and we're not sure the next time we're going to record. We're we're being a little stealthy. We've got a lot of prep we work. We won't 100% record for the Olympics. Well, but yes. We don't know if there will be anything before that. But we have a lot of prep work to do before our Olympics recording, which is going to be live from Phoenix. We have some spa appointments to book. Nails, and, shopping, um, figure drinking. out how we're, we're going to get our wine. Um, so we will we'll we'll keep you fans in radio contact about our next podcast. But once again, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you at the Olympics later. The Ice Queens is a production of Epic Deer Studios. If it's epic, it must be Epic Deer. <laughs>